So I, I have to say I'm dazzled um, by these questions, uh, not just the quantity, but the quality of them. Uh, I will in no way be able to get to all of them, um, and those that I don't get to, uh, I, I have read and I may address in a sermon or in a, uh, a Meeting House News, which is our monthly, uh, monthly newsletter. Um, but these are fabulous, and I'm so glad I'm doing this. Uh, not only because it didn't take any preparation, um, but also because it is, it's, it's part of what is sometimes called the relational pulpit, where, where I find from you what you want to know rather than just telling you what I think you want to know. Um, let's start with an, an, an easy one. Did Ralph Waldo Emerson ever speak from our pulpit? Uh, the answer is yes. Um, Emerson delivered uh, what uh, later became known as the American Scholar uh, Address, uh, which was an important uh, um, milestone, really, in uh, American uh, intellectual history. Um, and um, he delivered it as, uh, I, I don't recall if it was at a um, um, Harvard commencement or um, maybe Phi Beta Kappa Society, something like that. Um, and uh, Gloria Korsman, I believe, is here, and she is the, uh, ah, there she is. Um, she is our um, volunteer uh, principal historian and can, I'm sure, uh, help you out with that, uh, that question if you want to pursue it. If you had three minutes to explain Unitarian Universalism to someone who has no idea what it is, what would you say? And then someone else said, what is your elevator pitch for Unitarian Universalism? Um, and I don't have three minutes, so I'll do it in less. Uh, you are loved, you are free, and you are called. Um, we could also say we are loved, we are free, and we are called. Um, that's the essence of it to me, that each of us is inherently loved. We don't have to earn it. We don't have to uh, achieve it. Um, by it it's, a, it's a birthright, uh, 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 being loved. Uh, we are free to uh, seek our own path and to find uh, whatever, uh, uh, whatever the path leads us to um, without uh, uh, oppression, without uh, ridicule um, with respect uh, and we are called to make a difference in the world to use uh, whatever privilege we may have uh, to uh, and certainly to use uh, the gifts of love and freedom uh, to uh, spread uh, compassion and justice what does God mean to you uh, and another question why God why capitalize it God is um, certainly one of the most uh, challenging and um, problematic words uh, in the English language. Uh, it carries so much baggage. Um, uh, for some, it's a very painful word. Um, many of us uh, grew up in uh, religious uh, environments that were hurtful, and we, we carry those wounds uh, with us. Uh, certainly, uh, the word God is used uh, to, to injure uh, and to oppress and to abuse uh, in the world. Um, and yet, and yet, it is a word that remains, I think, uh, extremely powerful, um, of, uh, 
of course, there are folks uh, right here this morning uh, to whom the word uh, God is, is an irritant or, or something perhaps deeper than that. And for others, uh, it represents a, a profound yearning, a profound hope, a profound faith. So um, it's a word that I use here, that we use here, um, and it's a word that, that I think constantly invites uh, reflection. Um, what, what do we mean uh, by, by God? Um, I, 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 I use it, I capitalize it. To me, uh, it represents something beyond my capacity to explain. Uh, I think any God worthy of the name um, would necessarily uh, defy uh, merely human capacity uh, to, uh, to understand, let alone explain. Um, other words that I might use uh, include mystery, love, spirit, uh, essence, presence, breath. Um, it's, a, it's a challenging word. Um, and um, I would invite you, if, if, if the word God is troubling to you, um, then to um, substitute another in your mind that works uh, better for you, um, or uh, to imagine the God of your uh, deepest yearning and highest aspiration, and not the God that might have been um, uh, thrust upon you uh, when uh, you were smaller and less powerful. How do you reconcile Jesus with Unitarian Universalism and is Unitarian Universalism a Christian religion? Historically, Unitarian Universalism descends from Protestant Christianity. Um, we resemble uh, Protestant Christianity in, in many of our forms. Um, we are, uh, to call us a Christian religion, I think would be misleading because it would, um, it would uh, imply, I think, a, uh, a preference uh, for uh, the Christian uh, tradition uh, and perhaps a belief uh, in the divinity of Jesus. Um, many of us believe in the divinity of Jesus. Um, many of us do not. Um, uh, I have said uh, when asked uh, about Jesus that I believe uh, Jesus uh, was the Son of God and I believe I am also the Son of God and you are all uh, sons and daughters and children of God. Um, now what God means is a longer conversation. Um, uh, the, the Christian tradition is, is uh, I think, essential to um, our evolution as a religious movement, as Unitarian Universalists. Um, I draw upon it um, uh, probably more frequently uh, than any other. I was raised uh, Christian. I was raised Episcopal. Um, and um, uh, there is so much uh, wisdom and story uh, and hope in the Christian tradition uh, that I consider it a, a vital resource. Um, but I like what the Rig Veda says, the, the Hindu scripture, 
Uh, truth is one, the wise call it by many names. Uh, so I think there are many uh, gates, many portals, many windows uh, to uh, wisdom. Um, uh, Christianity is one of them. Um, Buddhism, Islam, Judaism, um, Hinduism, uh, paganism, so many uh, traditions um, uh, that uh, can uh, help us on our way and can also hinder us if they become their own uh, form of idolatry and we uh, cling to them uh, as, uh, as human beings uh, tend to do. Um, uh, and then they become, uh, instead of a, a window, uh, they become a, a, closed, a closed door. Is 60 the new 40? How do you feel? Well, this is someone who evidently is aware that I turned 60 uh, last fall, and um, I feel good. Yeah, na, 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 na. Um, so, um, yeah, I feel good. I think I'll leave it at that. Um, why is the structure of the service always the same, usually? Um, why has the structure lasted so many years? Well, yes and no. Um, goodness. Um, actually, there have been a lot of changes uh, in, in the worship service in my uh, five years here. Uh, we try to make them gradual. Um, but, um, I mean, just, uh, just to name a few. Um, uh, there used to be uh, the... Um, um, I think it was called the Unison Call to Prayer, uh, which was the, um, um, the biblical um, uh, passage, uh, what does the Lord require of thee um, but to um, love mercy, do justly, and walk humbly with thy God. Um, and that was, uh, that was recited uh, uh, by the congregation every Sunday. And it was a wonderful um, sort of home base for people, a wonderful uh, ritual that um, reminded people of what was constant. Um, on the other hand, given that a lot of uh, our congregation uh, are not um, Christians or Jews or, or theists, uh, it seemed to me to, by, by requesting everyone to speak these words together, it seemed to me uh, too um, uh, uh, dominating. Uh, it seemed to me to, when you put words, in, it's one thing for me to say something, because you can say, ah, that's just Fred, what does he know? Uh, but when you, when, when you uh, invoke uh, peer pressure uh, to say, if you're going to be part of this community, you have to say these words. And if those words are um, contradictory to what you believe, uh, that doesn't seem quite fair to me. Uh, so um, uh, we, we don't do that any longer, and, and some people miss it. And, and, and I miss it too, because it's actually one of my favorite uh, uh, passages in the, uh, in the Bible. Um, 
But there's just an example of a change. One thing we do, of course, is to, is to greet one another. Now, for some of us, greeting one another is absolutely terrifying. Um, and, of course, uh, whenever uh, a touch may be involved, uh, each of us has a personal history that, that, that can be very painful. There can be a touch that is, uh, uh, that is traumatic. Um, so... Uh, there, there's our personal history, there's our cultural history um, uh, as to you know, what, what degree of, of, of physical space uh, we require and what degree of, of, of touch or lack of touch is comfortable. Um, so for a long time we had the greeting at the end uh, so that people could flee uh, if, if, if they wanted to. Uh, and now we have it quite early so as to say, you know, we, we do care for one each other. We do want to welcome uh, newcomers. Um, uh, but um, every element of worship, uh, uh, if you will, has a light and a shadow side. And um, my invitation is that if there's an element of worship that doesn't feed you or that, uh, that troubles you or irritates you, um, please understand that for someone else, it may be the reason they come to church in the morning. It may be deeply healing and nourishing. Um, but uh, basically, we want some continuity of structure so that we can do all kinds of fun stuff within that uh, continuity. Um, I think if every time you showed up at, at, at worship on a Sunday morning, it was completely different, um, it would be so disorienting. We, you know, we, we, we deal with so much change and upheaval in our lives um, that it's nice to have some things uh, more or less reliable. Um, so that they evolve, but they don't just jump around uh, wildly uh, from week to week. When you think about the church, what keeps you up at night? Not that much, actually. Um, I'm, I, I'm not a worrier uh, by nature. I, you know, I, I think a lot <laughs> about, about the church, uh, and I try to anticipate... Um, um, well, I was going to say problems, but I, I like what Eckhart Tully uh, says about problems. He says, there are no problems, only situations. So I, I try to anticipate situations um, uh, and, and, and how to respond, um, and also to think proactively about how I can best serve uh, and lead uh, this, this community. Um, but generally, I don't, I don't lose that much sleep. Um, and on the same card, how can the congregation better support you? Have you ever wanted to quit ministry? If so, why? That's really sweet. Thank you for those thoughtful uh, questions. Um, I have never wanted to quit the ministry. Um, uh, I, you know, as many of you know, this is my third uh, attempt at a vocation. Um, my first was environmental law. My second was... Uh, um, being a singer and songwriter and guitarist on the folk and peace and justice circuits. Um, and um, I, I was a full-time musician for 16 years, and this uh, will be my uh, 15th year of ministry. So I'm, I'm coming up to the point where uh, this will be the, um, the thing that I've done the longest um, as, as, a, as a vocation in my life. Um, I think it's going to take. Um, 
but um, how can the congregation better support me? I, I feel very well supported, actually, by the congregation. It's, um, you know, I, I, I have a, a spiritual practice of gratitude, and one of the things that I, I give thanks for all the time is this congregation, because I feel, I feel very well supported. Um, and... Um, um, Renee sometimes winks at me, which is really nice. And so I'm not sure how broadly I would s- suggest that because it might be misinterpreted. Um, but um, <laughs> um, I, you know, but the question itself is 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 wonderful. Um, so um, yeah, you know, ask me how I am and. Um, Ask me if I'm working too hard, and hopefully the answer will be no. What is the meaning of life? Uh, we'll pass on that one. Um, or is it 42? Is that the, is that the number? Um, what, uh, what do you know now that you wish you'd known at the beginning of your ministry? Um, this, that's one of the reasons I was thinking some of these uh, grad students might be seminarians. Um, Well, the question that always, the perennial question for me is, uh, am I okay? Uh, Because I think my kind of chronic pattern is to think that I'm not okay. uh, And that I have to earn my okayness, which is why Unitarian Universalism is such a a gift and a blessing to me. uh, Because it says, you don't have to earn it. You don't have to do anything to be okay. Um, and I think I know now more than I did then that I'm okay. And I probably know, more, know that more now than I knew it yesterday. And hopefully I will know it even more tomorrow. Um, Because, just to be fully transparent, when I said hopefully, I remembered the voice of my grandmother who insisted that you cannot use the word hopefully unless it is attached to a hopeful person. Because that was the kind of person she was. She was not a hopeful person. She was a critical person. And I am still um, working through uh, the false lessons uh, that she bequeathed, not only to me, but, uh, of course, to my father. What do you see as the biggest challenge to building a multicultural congregation and how can First Parish overcome that challenge? I, oh, there's a smiley face. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Um, well, I had time to read these questions. I didn't have time to think about them. Um, well, of course, the biggest challenge, I think, to any culture that seeks to change is simply inertia, uh, an object at rest uh, tends to stay at rest. So we need to be uh, less restful and more restive. Um, I think the challenge of multiculturalism is uh, closely uh, related to deep listening, uh, to listening without Um, defensiveness without an agenda uh, to listening with curiosity and compassion Um, I really believe I I mean I know about 
structural racism and, and uh, all of the work we have to do for justice. And I also think that this work is, is deeply relational. Um, and that as we work for justice, we build relationships. Um, but we have to take the time and the care uh, to listen to one another uh, and to be willing to be transformed. If we say that dogma is not part of Unitarian Universalism, then why do we say Unitarian Universalism is a religion? I think of religion as creating us and other and having dogma. Well, not this one. Um, religion uh, comes from the same root as ligament uh, to, to tie. Uh, so religion is about uh, tying again, um, tying to connecting to each other um, horizontally and to spirit uh, vertically. Um, I think that there are religions that are more and less dogmatic. Uh, and uh, uh, we say that Unitarian Universalism is not a, um, a creedal faith, but rather a covenantal faith. In other words, what is crucial is not what we believe, but the promises that we make to one another um, and to the world. Um, I think any group to some degree, uh, by definition, uh, has a boundary, but that boundary needs to be permeable, uh, and it needs to be inviting. Um, so we say, um, all are welcome here, uh, provided uh, we treat each other well. Okay, we're getting to the end of our time, so let me look at some of these questions that are still... Outstanding. Um, hmm. Okay, I think I think this is the last one because um, it's a question dear to my heart um, as someone who cries a lot, um, and it says, "Why does kindness expressed towards me make me want to cry?" Why does kindness expressed towards me make me want to cry? I'm tearing up just reading the question. Um, I think there are always exceptions, but I think usually tears come when there's enough safety to feel uh, what we need to feel. Um, it's after the horror, after the pain, after the emergency, when there's enough safety, particularly if there's someone um, paying attention, someone who says, I see you, I see your humanity, I see your goodness, I see the possibility of everything you are as a human being, and I care about you. That's when all of the times that that person hasn't been there, all the times when we've been lonely and afraid, um, 
those, those times, the hard times, uh, come back to us, consciously or unconsciously. And we think, oh my God, there's that word again. This person does care, and maybe I will survive, and maybe some people at least are good, and maybe I'm one of them. Amen, and blessed be.